You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. The international break is over, the Premier League is back, and in this episode we're going to be looking at the top players to target in game week 28 on Sun Dream Team. We get our new transfers next week, um, so a few of us might be a bit low on transfers. So this episode we're going to have a little look at the players to target for game week 28, but we're also going to have a little preview of April as well, because any transfers you do make, you might want to have a bit of long-term planning in them. So we'll get started with the fixtures. Um, so this game week, we've got a mix of teams that have got two fixtures and teams that have got one fixture. Um, so the teams with double game weeks are Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United, Leeds, Leicester, West Ham, Brighton, Villa, Newcastle, Forest, Brentford and Bournemouth. All of these teams will play twice. And the single game week teams are Man City, Spurs, Arsenal, Everton, Wolves, Southampton, Palace and Fulham. So the graphic I've got on the screen here is from ffstuff.co.uk. You can check that out. It's quite good to use for your transfer planning and looking at the fixtures. So we're going to start by looking at the teams that have got two fixtures. So starting with Liverpool, um, and I'm not going to cover every team. Um, I do this in most episodes but i always seem to pick on bournemouth but for example um i'm probably not going to be choosing players from bournemouth so i'm going to just go with the teams that i think have the best options so i'm going to start with liverpool um they've got a double game week but it is two difficult fixtures away at manchester city and away at chelsea um that Manchester City fixture though, I'm looking at these Liverpool fixtures and although they do look quite tough on paper, I do still think they play better against teams that come out and play against them. We saw that they had trouble breaking down Bournemouth and lost 1-0. Uh, so I do still think that there's quite a good chance they could do okay in these difficult fixtures. Um, they lost 3-2 in the cup against City in the last time that they played them, um, but they did win 1-0 at home, so they always do give City a good game. Um, Salah scored in both of these games as well, so that's something to keep an eye on. Um, and then the last three times that Chelsea played Liverpool, the fixtures ended 0-0. Um, so read into that what you will, but on paper, for Liverpool, it looks quite difficult there, but actually on previous results, um, they have done quite well in these fixtures. Then Chelsea, obviously they've got two home games, so they face Aston Villa and they face Liverpool both at home. But one thing I would say, that it does look good they've got two home games, um, but both of these teams can score goals. Villa have been scoring quite freely with Ollie Watkins, they just can't keep them from going in. Um, and then Liverpool, although they've been up and down this season, they are a dangerous side, so two fairly tough fixtures for them. You've got Man United, two fixtures, um, pretty good ones on paper as well, Man United. So they've got Newcastle away and Brentford at home. So not easy teams, but Manchester United are a pretty good side this season. Um, but Casemiro is still suspended, um, so he's going to be missing from both of these. So it might, might hinder the clean sheet potential there as well. 
Um, then Leicester. Um, Leicester's a weird one because they've got two good fixtures here. They've got Crystal Palace away and then they've got Villa at home. But they've just been terrible recently. So good fixtures, but from their last six games, they've got five losses and one draw. So it isn't looking good for Leicester at the moment. But if you do think that they might turn things around, they are quite good ones on paper. One other thing to note about Leicester as well, um, in this run of six games, they've not scored more than one goal in that run. So uh, more than one goal per game, that is. Um, so yeah, it isn't looking good on recent form for Leicester. Then West Ham, um, they've got two fixtures and two fairly okay home fixtures. Um... West Ham have got Southampton at home and Newcastle at home. So again, two home fixtures do look good on paper. Um, but Southend, uh, Southend, um, that's my, my local team. Um, Southampton, they're struggling and battling with West Ham down at the bottom. So that could still be a tough game. And then Newcastle, they've, they've had two wins in a row now. So Newcastle still could be a little bit tough at home. Then we've got Brighton and they've got quite a good run coming up. Um, they're unbeaten in five and they've scored 13 goals in this period. Um, they've got Brentford at home and then Bournemouth away. So these look like two good fixtures actually for Brighton. Uh, Bournemouth have got the worst defence in the league and Brentford have only got one clean sheet in their last six games. So we are going to be paying attention to Brighton uh, for this weekend and we'll go on to see they've got quite a good run coming up as well. Um, and then Newcastle, like I said, back-to-back -back wins, both 2-1 and they have started to turn things around now but they still aren't keeping these clean sheets. So there's someone that we're going to look at as well with two fixtures. And then the teams that have one game. Um, so we've got Manchester City there who face Liverpool at home. Um, again, tough fixture, uh, but they are 10 games unbeaten now, Man City. We have, we've said previously that they can string these uh, big runs of results together. And yeah, that's not something I like to see because I'm an Arsenal fan, um, but they are looking really good at the minute. So eight wins and two draws from their last 10 games. Um, they did win 3-2 in that cup game against Liverpool, but they lost 1-0 away, which I mentioned earlier. Um, but they have only dropped points at home twice this season. It was a loss to Brentford and a draw against Everton. So they have been really good at home as well, uh, Manchester City. So it's going to be a tough game, only one fixture. You probably wouldn't be targeting this fixture just on its own. Uh, but you'll go on to see that they do have a really good run in April as well. So I don't think you'll want to be taking Man City players out specifically for this game. Um, then we've got Spurs. So Everton away. That looks that looks better on paper, but it's not a good fixture in my opinion. Um, Spurs, I don't know if they'll get a new manager bounce. They've got rid of Conte, but they've just brought in his, uh, his number two, Christian Stellini. Uh, so I don't know whether he's got a different uh, philosophy or style of play. We'll have to wait and see. But Everton away, they're battling. They've got Sean Dyche. Um, obviously, that was a terrible fixture for Arsenal earlier in the season as well. So I think this is going to be quite a tough game for Spurs. And then we've got Arsenal. Um, just the one fixture for them, and it's at home to Leeds. And I actually think this looks quite good at the minute. Um, it looked good anyway, Leeds at home. But Tyler Adams has been ruled out. I think he's having surgery, I saw. Um, and then Nonto as well, who's been good for them. Um, he's got an ankle injury that he picked up playing for Italy in the international break. So two of their top players out at the minute. I do think this is looking a good game for Arsenal. Scoring goals and Leeds haven't been that good defensively. Before we move on to looking at the players to target from each team, I just wanted to bring up those April fixtures. Um, and again, this is the uh, fixture ticker or fixture grid from FF Stuff. Um, and you can basically move the arrows around um, and see how many uh, games each team plays in a certain period of time. Um, so I've, I've moved this one here to the start of April, to the end of April. And 
as you can see, it brings up on the left-hand side how many fixtures each team will be playing in this period. Um, and we've got a bit of a mixture into April. So there's some teams with eight games. This is Man City, Man United and West Ham. Um, and they've all got a double game week, uh, apart from City actually. Man United and West Ham have got double game weeks this weekend. Um, so these three teams have pretty much got the most fixtures from now until the end of April. So eight games from the start of April to the end. Then teams with six, Liverpool, Chelsea and Brighton. And then teams with five, Spurs, Arsenal, Leicester and Newcastle. Um, this is just the teams that I think are worth targeting. Um, yeah, Brighton with six as well. I'm not sure if I just mentioned those, but... I've highlighted it here, here on the screen for you to take a look at. Um, I think this is quite interesting when you start to plan out your team. Obviously, Arsenal have been really good on really good form, but they only have five games, whereas Manchester City have eight games this game week. So you're going to want to be mostly targeting um, players that have got maximum fixtures for this month, unless you do think they're really going to smash it. Um, like a player like Saka, for example, I can't quite um, decide what I want to do with him this month. Five fixtures versus eight. But we'll move on to that in a minute. But I just thought this was interesting to look at because any players that you do bring in now, you are going to want to have a, a long-term plan from, in my opinion. Unless you've got like five transfers remaining um, to use this weekend, you could maybe take a couple punts. But overall, you're going to want to take a long-term approach to it, in my opinion. So moving on to the players to target for this month. And I'm going to start with Manchester United. And I've got that FF stuff. Uh, fixture grid along the bottom here as well so you can see not only this weekend's fixtures but how their fixtures are looking for the rest of April and for Man United it is looking really good so they've pretty much got a double game week or they have got a double game week the whole way um, through April uh, so yeah 10 fixtures from now until the end of the month where we get our new transfers um, and they've got two pretty good games on paper so Newcastle away and Brentford at home but like I said Casemiro is suspended so this might uh, well, it will affect the way they play, um, but they have still looked pretty good. So I'm going to start with Rashford. It's an obvious one. 6.5 million. He didn't play in the international break, so he would be flagged for injury or one to keep an eye on. But I've seen that he's back in training. I've seen pictures on Twitter. I think he was training on his own, uh, but I feel like he'll be fine to play this game. Um he had a little bit of a falling out with Southgate, it looked like as well. Um, a bit of back and forth on inter in interviews, but I think he's going to be fine to play. Um, I think this was just a typical case of picking up an injury just before international break and having a little rest. Um, he's got 27 goals, 7 assists, and his last 5 average, it has slowed down a little bit. He's on 3.2 points per game, um, but personally, I wouldn't want to go without him. I think he's going to be fine, and this is a really good run. So Newcastle away, Brentford home, Everton at home, then they've got Sevilla at home in the Europa League, Forest away, the second leg away against Sevilla, Brighton, Tottenham, both away, Aston Villa at home and then Brighton away. So it gets a little bit tougher towards the end. Two games against Brighton and um, Spurs. We're not sure how they'll be under the uh, the new standing manager. But I think runs don't get much better than this. So 10 games for Man United. I think Rashford, you've got to have him in your team, in my opinion. Um, but then Bruno Fernandes. So I'm going to mention him as well. And these none of these are really... Uh, daring picks or punts or standout picks they're just the obvious ones but I don't you have to pick these players when they stand out like this so Bruno Fernandes 6.5 million he's on penalties he's got 10 goals and 12 assists this season um, he got two goals against Fulham in the last game as well um, 
And in his last five, he's got an average of 7.6 points per game. So he's on ridiculous form in a minute. And I just think that pairing of Rashford and Bruno for this run of fixtures, um, it's a must for me. I don't say many players are a must, but yeah, I've got him. I've got these two in both um, both my top teams. Then when it comes to defence, um, looking at the fixtures again, I do think that the... Uh, well, multiple Man United defenders or even a full block, if you like playing that way, um, do look very good. So good fixture run. There is the the Casemiro thing, the Casemiro out being suspended for quite a few games. Um, but then those severe fixtures are there. Um, I, I think the Casemiro suspension is Newcastle, Brentford, Everton and Forest, I believe. Um, but then the two severe fixtures, obviously, he's going to be fine for them and he should be back for Brighton, I believe. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think that the Manchester United block could still be on. I don't think I'll do a full block. Um, I don't quite like doing it, um, but I do think multiple is perfectly fine. So Shaw at 4.6, um, I think he's the best option, to be honest, in defence. He's got one goal, seven assists, and he's just got that added attacking threat. Whereas like a Martinez, for example, he does play every game. He is really solid. He'll get those clean sheet points and those ratings, but he doesn't really have much attacking upside. With Shaw, at least if they do concede, there's a chance that he could get an attack in return. So I think that he's probably the best one to target or the standout target for Man United defence. He played that first England game um, and just got a silly red card as well. So um, I think one was for time wasting. I uh, can't remember what the other one was for now, but it was really soft. Um, but got sent off, but earned himself a rest in that second game. So, yeah, smart thinking there. Um, so got a rest. He'll be fine for that game. So I think Shaw is probably the best attacking threat and the best defender to get in. But I do think it's perfectly fine to go for a block or go for multiples. And I'd probably do him in order of Martinez next at 4.5 million. I've got De Gea in quite a lot of my teams. So 4.1 million for this run of games. Um, I do think he's the best option. We said Man United, Man City and West Ham um, have got the most fixtures all the way up to the end of April. Um, so really, you're not going to have the West Ham keeper, to be honest, in your team. So it's going to be between Edison and De Gea if you want to have um, maximum fixtures. But I think there is um, FA Cup games thrown in there as well. So um, I don't think Edison plays those FA Cup fixtures for City. So I do think that De Gea's probably got... Um, the most chance of playing the most fixtures of any goalkeeper this month. So that's why I think De Gea is probably the best keeper to go for. Before we move on to Liverpool, if you're enjoying the video so far, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel to get kept up to date with all the latest Sun Dream Team content. If you listen on Spotify as well, please do give us a follow on there. Uh, but moving on to Liverpool, um, like I said, they start with that hard game against Manchester City. Uh, they lost 3-2 in the cup, but they won 1-0 at home and Salah scored in both. Um, and then those games against Chelsea, the last three all ended 0-0. Uh, Chelsea haven't been great going forward, so I do think that could be a, quite a cagey game again. Um, City have only won one of their last six meets against Liverpool. Liverpool had three wins and two draws out of that. So Liverpool actually do have a really good record against Manchester City. And quite honestly, I'd love to see Liverpool get the win against City in that game. Um, but Salah, like I said, he scored... Um, in both of the last two against Man City, he's got a double, City and Chelsea, but I do think oh, they look hard on paper, but if teams go at Liverpool, that's when those spaces get left in behind, and I think Salah could be a really good option in there, so scored in both of the previous fixtures, and then Kane, if you're looking between Kane and Salah, um, 
Kane has got the one fixture against Everton where Salah has got the two. Um, but if you're a regular listener to the podcast, that thinking hasn't really worked out well for me over the last uh, few weeks with Salah scoring loads of points in his single fixture and Kane not returning very many in his double. So it's up to you whether you go that route. Um, I probably would have done it, but I've got one transfer left and one injury to tackle. So that's probably going to stop me doing it this week. Um, I'm going to move on to Nunes. So 5.2 million. He's not someone that I'm going to be bringing in, um, but I do think he could still be an option up front. So 5.2 million. He got a goal in the Community Shield game against City last time, and he got an assist in that League Cup meet. Um, He didn't actually start the Premier League game previously. Um, when they faced and they won 1-0. But I do think he probably does start both of these games. However, Liverpool have got a lot of options now. So they've got Gakpo, Jota and Firmino available. And then it came out, um, well, I said it came out on Twitter. I saw it on Twitter. Uh, Other news platforms probably did report it too. But Luis Diaz is back in full training as well. So it won't be long before he breaks back into the team as well, which means... There's a lot of players rotating for those for the left-sided slot and the striker spot for Liverpool. I do think Salah's safe on the right-hand side. So that would probably put me off from choosing Nunes. Um, but I do still think there's a good chance that he does pick up quite a few points in this run. Um, as of defence, I have Trent, but I don't really fancy these uh, Liverpool fixtures in terms of defence. So they've got eight from the start of this month, or sorry, they've got eight fixtures from now until the end of uh, April. City, Chelsea, both away, and then Arsenal at home. So three really tough games. Um, I definitely wouldn't be bringing in any Liverpool defenders specifically for this. Um, I'm probably going to be stuck with Trent anyway because I've got other things I need to fix. Um... If it's another nil-nil against Chelsea, I'll definitely take that. And if it's a if it's a clean sheet against City, I'll be very surprised. But yeah, I wouldn't be bringing in any Liverpool defenders specifically for this run. But I'm going to be sticking with Trent just for just for clarity there. If Trent is someone that you've been looking at and you do want to get in your team, um, it does get a little bit better towards the end of the month or from the middle of the month. They've got Leeds at away. Forest at home, West Ham away, Tottenham at home, and then Fulham at home. So it does get a little bit better towards the end of the month. Then going on to Manchester City. So we said they've got a really good run of fixtures. They've played nine games from now until the end of April before we get the new transfers there. Um, And yeah, they're in really good form at the minute. So 10 games unbeaten, like I said, eight wins and two draws. Um, And the last... Game against Liverpool was fairly good, so 1-3-2, but did lose the away fixture. Uh, But they've only dropped points at home twice this season, so it is looking quite good for City, I think, still going into this game. Uh, Haaland, he was another one that he was too injured to go for international break. He went to go see uh, Pep Guardiola's secret doctor um, to get his groin looked at. Uh, 9.3 million. But I don't think he's going to be injured for this Liverpool game. Um, they're going to assess him apparently, but I think he'll be fine. He's a robot, isn't he? So eight goals in his last two games. I have to say that again, just ridiculous. Eight goals in his last two games and 61 points from his last two as well. Um, so he just had a ridiculous run of form now for Haaland. Um, and I think he'll be back firing for them. So nine games. They've got Liverpool at home, Southampton away. 
Bayern, they've got the two-legged tyre, and then they've got Leicester in the middle of that, Leicester at home. They've got Sheffield United in the cup after that. Then they face Arsenal at home in that what could be a big decider. Then they face Fulham away and West Ham at home. So I do think this is a really good run for Manchester City. It's a really good run for Haaland. I wouldn't risk going without him. Um, but one thing I would mention, though, with Manchester City is Phil Foden's injury. So he had, um, I think it's his appendix removed. And I saw a quote on Twitter that, General medical advice is two to four weeks off after appendix surgery, but obviously it varies on severity activity. Um, so there is a chance, there is a chance that Foden may go on to miss um, even a month of football here. So I've said that that makes Mares um, a better option. So 6.1 million, he did fall out of favour in the league. Um, it was Grealish and Foden that was the the big pairing in the Premier League now. Um, but I think this makes Mares back on the menu on that right-hand side. Um, at 6.1 million, he has taken penalties as well this season. Um, so I do think he's a really good one to target. And it is probably the obvious um, the obvious swap from Foden to Mares, in my opinion. There's quite a big price, um, price difference there, but I do think that's probably the best option to go for. Um, and then you've got Kevin De Bruyne. So obviously... People have said he's had a little bit of a disappointing season, but he's still racking up the points um, and the attacking returns as well. So he only has six goals this season, but he has 20 assists. Uh, got two assists against Burnley. He got a goal against RB Leipzig as well. So I think that he had maybe had a little bit of a rest or a little bit of an off period, but he is backfiring as well now. So I do think that he's near enough essential for this run of nine fixtures for Manchester City. When it comes to defence... Man City have really turned it on over the last few weeks. They've now got five clean sheets in a row. Um, so if you did go for the City block, or you had a lot of City defenders, you'd been reeling in the points here. Um, and Ruben Diaz, I think, has been a big part of this since he's come back from injury. He's 6.5 million now, so he is really expensive. Um, he's averaging four points per game, though, which is really quite good. Um, and I do think he's probably the most nailed player in that City defence now. 6.5 million is really expensive for someone that's a centre-back, doesn't really get attacking returns. But with City, you just want to have a defender that doesn't get rotated too much. And he does seem like he's the mainstay in that defence. Their typical, um, or what I think is their main first choice now, seems to be Edison, Ake, Diaz, Akanji, and then one of either Stones or Walker. They do sometimes do that thing where they bring Bernardo Silva in at the left-back, who then sort of plays in midfield. Um, but Ake's been pretty good recently as well. Um, and Ake's 4.6 million, so he feels like the cheaper option. Um, and I think the second best option really behind Diaz, if you can't afford Diaz. Um, and he did score two goals in one game in the international break as well. Um, so might be feeling a little bit more confident, might fancy himself going up for corners and stuff like that. So Ake at 4.6 million, I do think he's still a really good pick as well this month. But any of those City defenders are good options. There's just a lot of them. So there's a little bit of a chance that you will see them get rotated. And there's probably not much chance that if you do choose a City player, they're going to play all of these nine games. Then moving on to Arsenal. Um, so only the six fixtures um, for Arsenal from now until the end of the April window. Um, and I mean, versus Man City, you've got nine. Um, that is quite annoying. If you if you did want to go for Arsenal players, 
you are going to have a lack of fixtures. But the only thing I would say about Arsenal, with those six fixtures now, um, pretty much playing one game a week. They've got that double game week um, towards the end of the month. And that's actually quite a tough one. Um, but now that they're out of all the other competitions and they're trying to win the league, you can be pretty pretty sure that there's not going to be that much rotation going on playing once a week. So that is the only positive I can see from this run of games um, where they do play less than quite a few of the other teams. Uh, Arsenal playing Leeds. I do think this is a really good fixture and I wouldn't be in a rush to take Arsenal players out just for this one. Um, like I said, Leeds have got quite a few injuries at the moment. Um, Arsenal scoring a load of goals and Leeds aren't the best um, defensively either. So I'd say Saka at 5.6 million is still a really good option. I don't think I'll be taking him out of my teams at the minute. He's got 20 points last game week, two goals and one assist against Palace. Um, he's on 13 goals and 11 assists for the season as well. Um, he is on penalties, but it just doesn't feel like we've had that many penalties this season, to be honest with you. But if you watch the England game against Ukraine, um, he scored an absolute worldy goal there as well. Um, yeah, just dropped the shoulder, spanned the player and bent it in the top corner as well. So that was a that was a brilliant goal. And it's pained me a little bit to see uh, how well Saka and Harry Kane seem, seem to link up. Um, good for England though, I suppose. Um, but anyway, back to Dream Team. Um, great goal for England. He'll be really on form at the minute. Um, I would normally be tempted to move off someone like Saka with this many fixtures, but because he is on such good form, I just think that he probably will keep, keep scoring a good amount of points in this run. Um, people you could be tempted to move off to would be like United midfielders in uh, Bruno, for example, or City. Um, You've got Mares, De Bruyne, or even West Ham with Bowen. These are the teams that have got the most fixtures. But it's just, are they going to score as many points as Saka in this run? I do think it's going to be fairly tight. So, yeah, let us know if you think that like a Bowen or a Bruno or any of those players will score more points than Saka. Probably Bruno will. Probably KDB might. But I do think it'll be close with the other few. So, yeah, I do think Saka's still a really good pick this month. Um, Erdegaard, though, 3.7 million. If you've got him for this game, I still probably would keep him. Um, it does look like a good fixture. Rodri, I don't know if you saw it, Rodri made his best efforts to take Erdegaard out in that game in the international break. Disgusting tackle. Um, but Erdegaard did survive, um, so he'll be fit for this game. He's got 10 goals, 6 assists this season. The only thing I would say with if you have got Erdegaard is there could be a chance to swap him for maybe a Brighton midfielder because they have a double game week. Um, and they do look like good fixtures as well. So you've got Matoma, McAllister, March. Um, but I still think if I did have Erdegaard, I probably would just stick with him for this Leeds game because there will be goals, I think. Um, but defence, on the other hand, um, I think I would be tempted to move away from, Man uh, from Arsenal defenders, possibly to Man United for the double, if you do have the transfers left. Um, in my main team, I've only got one and I've got Gabriel, so I'm going to stick with him for this one. But I do think there are better options defensively um, for April. So Saka, I'd probably stick with him um, or any other Arsenal attacker. I may stick with them for this one fixture, but then Liverpool, West Ham, Southampton, Man City and Chelsea. I don't think this is a good month for Arsenal fixtures, so... For me, I think I'd only stick with Saka, to be honest, and I'd be moving on your Arsenal defenders. Then this part's going to just be a, 
little bit of best of the rest, um, just because there's only sort of one player that I'd be targeting, or one or two players I'd be targeting from each of these teams. So I've got here Chelsea, Spurs, Leicester, West Ham, Brighton and Newcastle. So from now until the end of uh, the April transfer allowance, Chelsea have got eight games, Spurs have got six, Leicester have got seven, West Ham have got a massive ten, Brighton have got eight, and Newcastle have got seven. Um, you can have a look at this graphic on FF stuff, like I said before. Uh, but we're going to start with Chelsea. Um, so Chelsea face Villa, Liverpool this weekend. Um, and I don't think it's a great fixture for defenders. Um, Chilwell, though, 5.3 million. He has been on good form recently for Chelsea. Um, he scored points in all of his last four games. The run is okay. Um, but as I said, Villa and Liverpool can score goals. It is just that attacking upside for Chilwell. He did look really good in that Ukraine game as well. Obviously, Shaw played the first uh, fixture for England, but got sent off. But in the second fixture against Ukraine, on that left-hand side, um, Chilwell did look really good. And he linked up really well with Madison as well on that left-hand side. So I do think he is in really good form at the minute. Um, Reese James, obviously he'd be the other typical option um, for attacking defenders. But he just can't keep himself fit at the minute. Um, I think he withdrew from the England squad as well with injury. So it looks like Chilwell is probably the only option if you wanted to go for a Chelsea defender. In terms of attackers... Looking at this run, and it doesn't look terrible. Um, so Villa, Liverpool, Wolves, then two hard fixtures against Real Madrid. Uh, Brighton at home in the middle of that one. Brentford at home, and then Arsenal away. So it isn't great. Um, but looking at the options, you've got Havertz or you've got uh, João Felix. As much as I, when I watch Chelsea, I do think Felix looks really good. But Havertz has got the most attacking returns for them. But I just. I just don't see myself picking Havertz over some of the better options. Like you've got Kane, Salah, Haaland, Rashford. Um, yeah, personally, I just, I wouldn't go there, to be honest. Um, if you really are looking for a punt, it could be a gamble. But for me, I wouldn't be doing it, to be honest. Uh, we'll move on to Leicester. Um, so Leicester have got seven fixtures. And like I said, this weekend, uh, well, this weekend and their one fixture next week look quite good. So Crystal Palace away. Villa at home and then Bournemouth at home, um, the first three. So they do look quite good there. Um, but like I said, their form has been terrible. And I think the only person that I would see myself going for from Leicester would be Madison. He did look really good in that Ukraine game, um, getting a rare start, a uh, rare game for Leicester. Um, got nine goals and six assists so far this season. And historically, he does get really good attacking returns each season. Um, so if you are going to go for him, I don't think there's going to be a better time than doing it now really with Crystal Palace, Villa and Bournemouth. Um, they do face Man City in that um, 15th of April uh, fixture, but then it gets a bit better again. So Wolves, Leeds and Everton. So if you've had your eye on Madison all season and you thought you want to try it out, I don't think there's going to be a better chance to do it than now, to be honest. So the only thing that I would say is 5.6 million is expensive. Um, so it's whether or not you can see him outscoring Bruno, Mares, KDB or Saka. Um, but for a punt, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Then West Ham. Um, so again, most fixtures from now to the end of April. Um, I'd probably say Bowen is the only one I'd really be looking at at 3.9 million. Um, and that's, that looks pretty cheap, to be honest. So 10 goals and four assists. Um, good fixture run. Southampton at home, Newcastle at home. Fulham away, uh, Ghent, 
and then they've got Arsenal in the middle, and then Ghent again, and then they have Bournemouth away, Liverpool at home, Palace away, and City away. So there are some tough games in there. You've got Arsenal, you've got Liverpool, you've got City, um, Newcastle, still a tough fixture as well. Um, the only downside, they've obviously got 10 games, they have got those uh, Europa League conference games as well, but the Europa League conference ratings are always quite dodgy i think i saw he got a 6.9 rating the other day when he scored two goals in the uh, europa league conference so it's not ideal i'm not completely against it to be honest he does get attacking returns and there's 10 fixtures to choose from there so i think to be honest he's the only one that i would be looking at from west ham um ben rama has looked good recently but he's in and out of the team uh, it does take penalties when he's on but i just think at 3.9 million bowen's probably the best option there then Brighton, um, again, really good fixtures, especially this weekend. So Brentford at home, Bournemouth away. Uh, they face Spurs the week after that in a single game week fixture. That's away. We're not sure what sort of Spurs we're going to see with the new manager. Um, then they have Chelsea away and Man United at home. So Spurs, it starts good. Brentford, Bournemouth, but then it gets a bit tougher. So Spurs, Chelsea, Man United. Then they get two better fixtures, Forest and Wolves. And then Man United again at the end of the month. So it's a bit of a mixed bag that. They've got eight games. But four, yeah, four of them are pretty tough games. So I'm not completely convinced. I mean, they have got more fixtures than some of the other sides. But again, some of them are tough fixtures. They do seem to score a lot of goals. Um, offensively, they're not the best. So again, I've been saying it pretty much every episode. But it is between Matoma, McAllister and March. And I do think I rate them in that order, to be honest. Matoma... He's been brilliant this season. Um, he did score in the uh, international break as well. He scored a header. Um, and he seems to be really good in the air. Um, I put a tweet out. He reminds me a little bit of Jota. Um, Jota's one of these players that's fairly small, but they just seem to get up and get their head on everything. So, yeah, Matoma, I do think, looks a really good option. You've got McAllister as well, who um, is on penalties, plays in that number 10 role. He did drop deep and play uh, CDM in, in that cup game. But I think they are pretty fond of him in that. Uh, number 10 role and then Solly March he's been getting attacking returns as well but I just think that I prefer Matoma to be honest with you there are a few rumors as well um that Matoma and McAllister I think they only just played yesterday um in their international break uh in their international fixtures so sort of talk online about jet lag and stuff like that but I do think they probably will go on to start um this fixture it's not like they're flying on easy jet is it they've probably got Probably got the best service. They've got the nice, nice aeroplanes. I'm sure they've got all sorts of gadgets to keep them from getting jet lagged. But yeah, I, I think they probably will start these fixtures. I can't see them being rested. They might come off a little bit early if they're struggling, but I do think they'll probably start both of these. Then Newcastle. Uh, we were all were really on Newcastle earlier on the season, but they have struggled a little bit recently. They've come back and got two wins in a row now, both 2-1. Um, they have got decent fixtures here, but they do only have seven games. So they face Man United at home in the first game and then West Ham away. It's fairly tough, um, but they are good at home, Newcastle. Um, then Brentford away, Villa away, Spurs at home, Everton away, and then Southampton at home. So it does get a bit better towards the end. The only person I would really be looking at is Kieran Trippier. He could be an option uh, back on the cards. He was nailed in pretty much everyone's teams at the start of the season, especially when they were keeping those clean sheets. Uh, 5.7 million now. Um, obviously a star man magnet gets those seven ratings as well. This could be probably the best opportunity to get him back if you were keeping an eye on him. But 
again, seven fixtures versus, you know, Manchester City's fixtures or Man United's fixtures. I'm, st I'm still not sure I'd be bringing him back, to be honest. And then Spurs, um, Harry Kane at 8.1 million. It's the obvious one. He seems like the only pickable player from uh, Spurs on Dream Team at the minute. They do only have six fixtures. That's why I put him here. That's why I put him last at the minute. It's nothing to do with my uh, Arsenal bias. I've got him in my team, actually. But 8.1 million. He has two fixtures less than Salah um, from now until the end of April. So he's got a few less fixtures, but he is on really good form as well. Um, 23 goals, 3 assists for the season. Um, he's just scored in both games for England as well, breaking the record. Um, so he still is a really good pick. Um, Everton away, like I said on paper, that does look good. Um, but a Sean Dyche team away from home... It's not the best. It's not the best. He could go on and score a lot of goals here, but they are quite a solid side, Everton. So we'll see how he gets on in that one. Then they have Brighton at home, Bournemouth at home. Now, that that does look like a really good fixture to target with Harry Kane. Um, but the only thing that I did notice is that Salah does play, I think it might be Leeds at home on that same weekend. So there will be a decision to make there. Um, and then they face Newcastle away, Man United at home, and then Liverpool away. Um, so a bit of a mixed bag again for Spurs, but obviously Harry Kane can score against anyone. So he is still a good pick and I probably will have him in quite a few of my sides. Right, then on to my team updates then. Um, I won't spend too long on these because although I did have a really good week getting points, it seems like such a long time ago now where we've had the international break in between. So game week points, 89 Total points, 1,956, and my rank was 904. It's now gone down to 926, so still inside that 1K. Um, 1K was my target. I did get a little bit lower, down to around 600. Um, got a little bit excited, but I have gone a bit higher now, so I'd like to bring that down um, heading into the end of the season. Uh, I've got one transfer left out of the five, though, and I've got Foden now flagged with that injury, so Foden is going to be the one that I'm going to have to get out of the team. Um, what are my options? Uh, well, before we look at that, I just wanted to show you actually my transfers so far this month because it actually, on the app or on paper, it just looks abysmal, to be honest. I did Salah to Kane, Kane to Salah, Mares to Foden, Salah to Kane, and now I'm probably going to have to take Foden back out for Mares. So what a ridiculous month, just taking in and out of the same players. Um, yeah. Don't don't pay any attention to me. Uh, and then, um, so I do think Maris is going to be the obvious pick to bring in for Foden. So, yeah, I'm going to round this month off probably by just bringing in and taking out the same players. Um, but Maris, yeah, he does look like the obvious pick to be choosing. Um, there is a lack of double game weeks or well, game week this month for him. So I will be bringing him in just for the one fixture against Liverpool, which isn't ideal. Um, I could go for Matoma. Um, he's got that double and they do look like good fixtures, but it's just whether or not I want Matoma long-term or whether I want Mares long-term. I could obviously reverse it when we get our new transfers next week. Um, that's the decision I'm going to be making. I haven't fully made my mind up yet. Um, I did see a stat that got me a bit more excited about Matoma. So Matoma has now registered eight goals and five assists in his last 16 appearances for club and country. Um, so Matoma is bang on form. Um, and this is the uh, how the team lines up with the new fixtures. So I've got De Gerring goal. I'm going to be keeping him throughout April. 
I've got Trent Alexander-Arnold in defence. He has got a double. I'm going to just stick with him for it, but it doesn't look great. City away, Chelsea away. Luke Shaw, happy to keep him this month. So Newcastle away and Brentford at home. I've got Gabriel at the minute as well. So he has got a home fixture against Leeds. I'm not going to take him out for that. I haven't got enough transfers to either. But I will probably be looking to move him on in April. My midfield, though, I'm pretty happy with it, apart from Foden. So I've got Bruno Fernandes, who's got the double, Newcastle-Brentford. De Bruyne has got Liverpool. Foden, he's the guy I'm going to have to replace. And then I've got Saka, who's facing Leeds. And the form that Saka's in, I'm not going to be taking him out in a minute. And then I've got Rashford, Kane, Haaland up front. Um, Rashford's got the double. Kane's got Everton. And Haaland's got Liverpool. Obviously, if, you had, if I had Salah instead of Kane... Um, he'd be playing two fixtures, City and Chelsea. But like I said earlier, it hasn't quite worked out um, that the team that has the double gets the most points. So, yeah, I'm going to be sticking with Kane. I don't have enough transfers. But to be honest with you, if I did have enough transfers, I'd probably be taking out Kane for Salah for the 100th time this month. Then on to my second team then. Um, this one's got quite close to my first team, actually. So game week points was 94 um, total points 1916 and the rank has gone from 2.3k down to 2k um, in the last game week I've got two transfers left in this one as well um, and I went for the city block in this one and it's been smashing it lately um, I think it was like I said five clean sheets in a row I think it might have been um, but I have got the same Foden issue so Foden's injury it's going to be even Mares Matoma Maybe I'll just keep it different. Whatever I decide to do in my vlog team, I might do the opposite in this team. Um, so Maris or Matoma, I think that Foden move is going to be. I am tempted for this team to bring in Salah for the double. Obviously, I've got Kane in the other one. I do like to keep them different if I can. Um, and then Salah has got eight versus Kane's six fixtures from now until the end of April. So... Yeah, maybe we'll see me doing the opposite of what I do in the other team. So the other team, we've got Kane. This team, I might bring in Salah. And then if I go for Mares in the other team, I'll bring Matoma into this one or vice versa. So, yeah, that's how my team is lining up at the minute. Um, obviously, it's not going to be the best the best week for that City back line facing Liverpool. Um, but they have got good fixtures throughout the end of the month as well, so, uh, for, through the end of April. So I do think this city block could be quite a good way to go. That is everything for this episode. So thank you very much for watching. Please do like and subscribe to the channel for more Sun Dream Team content. If you're listening on Spotify, please do give us a follow on there as well. We will see you on the next episode. Good luck this game week. Sports Social Podcast Network.